0: Good morning, Boker Tov. Buenos dias. Sabah This is Shana Fold here from Tel Aviv with the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm here to give you the daily headlines so you can get caught up quickly. Today is Thursday, July 23rd, 2020, which means we have a special report at the end of the show. And it's about a topic that fills my heart with pride to be a Jew and especially a Jew living here in Israel. There are so many news stories to get to today, and it took me longer than usual to choose. So let's get to it. Jerusalem is one of the first cities in the world to host a program through its hospital, which brings volunteers to the Corona ward in order to help patients with loneliness. Well, as you could imagine, if you're very contagious, you have to stay away from people. Except maybe people who already had the coronavirus themselves. Aha! Though it is not 100% certain that people with antibodies following the recovery from the coronavirus will actually be protected from reinfection in the future, 25 volunteers at Hadassah Hospital are still coming in. 20 out of them are Orthodox Jews, many of which are studying in yeshiva. It is a mitzvah or commandment or good deed to visit the sick. One of the volunteers says everyone was so excited to see him when he walked in and that he's feeling optimistic his antibodies will protect him. Of course, everyone is still taking the necessary precautions, wearing masks. He sees it as a small risk for a greater good. The program is currently expanding. That story from the Times of Israel. Israel currently has 273 serious coronavirus cases and 430 total deaths. That's up 15 from just a couple days ago. Restaurateurs are praising a Likud member of Knesset who has not been in the headlines much before this week. Ifat Shasha Biton is being celebrated for sticking to her guns and reversing in order to reduce restaurants in Israel to take out only. A chef in Hulon, a city outside of Tel Aviv, has even named his latest sea bass dish after this member of Knesset, calling it the Shasha Biton fish. In an interview with Channel 12, Chef Tal Cohen said the tray usually rotates going clockwise, but this tray is set to turn the other way because the European sea bass swims against the stream, just like MK Shasha Biton. So I guess this is a platter that rotates with the fish on it, and they made it go the opposite way and named it after her. Bitton was threatened to be removed by the prime minister himself and harassed by her colleagues for fighting against new regulations aimed at keeping the virus from spreading. But she said there was no data to support that the coronavirus is spread at eateries, She's also the reason that pools, beaches, and gyms will remain open in Israel. A lot of restrictions have been walked back on as the second wave of corona is happening in Israel. I want to give a quick update to a story that i had been previously covering there have been talks about granting the coronavirus cabinet executive power to declare a state of emergency and make decisions without parliament approval well this happened last night and will remain in effect until june 30th of next year so that means that this cabinet will be able to make quick decisions without having to go through a regulation process. Critics say that it's lacking an integral part of democracy and others say that it's important to act quickly during these stressful times. Well, for those of you who don't know me and are just tuning into this podcast for the first time, let me give you a bit about who I am. I'm Shana Fold. I live in Tel Aviv, Israel. But before moving here, I completed a bachelor's degree in broadcast journalism and Spanish in New York before becoming a writer at New York One News in Manhattan. Then I moved to Israel and grew into a field reporter and anchor at ILTV in Tel Aviv and Israel Now News in Jerusalem. I'm also the host of the Sunset series, a weekly Monday night happy hour talk series. I wanted to say thank you to all my podcast listeners who reached out to me yesterday after I announced I had been robbed in a park nearby. My podcast, which I started just about a month ago, officially has 1,033 plays as of this morning. Every day I gain more listeners, and I would love it if you could share this podcast with someone who you think will find it valuable. A crew of three people worked together to steal a monkey out of an Israeli zoo. Or at least that's what authorities say. It's a very cute monkey. I saw a photo of it on the Times of Israel website. And thankfully, Israeli officers found it and brought it back to the zoo. The zoo is located in Kiryat Motzkin in Israel's north. The three men were arrested by police. They say this monkey is worth thousands of shekels and that the three young men were in their 20s and planning to sell it for cash. As we speak, there may be a group of 34 Ethiopian immigrants landing in Israel. They are scheduled to get here early Thursday morning. About 8,000 Ethiopian Jewish descendants were forced to convert to Christianity in Ethiopia in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. They are called the Falash Mura. Despite the forced conversion, many held on to their faith in private communities. Upwards of 7,000 Ethiopian Jews were rescued and brought to Israel in the 1980s as Ethiopia went through civil war and became an extremely violent place. On March 2nd, Israel's cabinet approved 400 Falash Mura to come to Israel. Many members already have family here. The new immigrants will go into a 14-day quarantine, as all people coming into Israel must do, and will also go through a symbolic conversion process to make them officially people of the Jewish faith. I just recently watched the Red Sea Diving Resort film, which is based off of the real operation that took place rescuing Ethiopian Jews during Ethiopia's revolution in the 80s, These Jews walked from Ethiopia to Sudan, where they were hidden at an operational hotel and then lifted by air and taken home to Israel. Our special report this week is an interview with Michael Freund, the CEO of Shavei Israel. This organization helps bring the descendants of Jews and the lost tribes of Israel back to the Holy Land and helps them reclaim their Jewish roots. It's about ancestry, belonging and finding unbelievable communities who for thousands of years have held on to their Jewish identities and traditions even through tough regimes in unwelcoming countries. Michael Freund is joining me today both because he is a successful immigrant working and living in Israel and because what he does is just fascinating. It also makes me proud to be a Jew. One of the communities of Michael's focus is the Bene Menashe a group of Jews who have been living in an area in India's northeast section. Thank you for your time, Michael.
1: Hi, thanks for having me. I'm Michael Freund, the founder and chairman of Shave Israel.
0: Okay, Michael, why did you come to Israel?
1: I was born and raised in New York, and I grew up in a very Zionist family. My first visit to Israel was when I was nine years old, and it left a very deep impression on me. I I felt a strong connection to this land and to this country, and I became religiously observant in high school, and as I grew older, I um, came to feel very strongly that uh, Israel is where the Jewish future is being built, and I wanted to be part of that.
0: What would you say your level of professionalism was when you arrived here?
1: When I came to Israel, I had a, uh, an undergraduate degree from Princeton University, and I also had an MBA from Columbia. And I had previously worked uh, for the uh, Jerusalem Post, and for two years I worked at the Israeli Mission to the United Nations uh, as the assistant to the ambassador and the speechwriter for the delegation, uh, and all that was prior to coming to Israel.
0: Have you grown or changed in your career since being in Israel, and would you say it was worth the ride?
1: After making Aliyah in 1995, I went to work for an NGO called Peace Watch, which monitored compliance by Israel and the Palestinians uh, with the terms of the Oslo Accords. Uh, Subsequent to that, I went to work for a bank briefly, uh, which gave me no sense of purpose or satisfaction. So when Benjamin Netanyahu was elected prime minister uh, for the first time in 1996, I went to work for him uh, in the prime minister's office as the deputy communications director. I served there for three years and uh, in 1999, uh, when Mr. Netanyahu left office, um, I uh, went to work for Ruder Finn, the American PR company which had a branch in Jerusalem. Um, I was there for a little, I think a little over a year when I decided that uh, my passion lay elsewhere. and it was in trying to reach out and find lost Jews uh, around the world and help them to reconnect with our people. Uh, it's something that I first became exposed to while working in the Prime Minister's office. And um, that's what prompted me to uh, start. Uh, the Shaveh Israel organization, with the aim of uh, helping those who were once part of our people uh, to return and to reconnect with their roots.
0: What was the most outrageous, craziest career moment of your life? Something you could never forget. Give us the dirt and the humor that comes with that story.
1: At Shaveh Israel, we work with a variety of communities around the world, such as the Chinese Jews of Kaifeng in China, the Bene Menashe of northeastern India, and the uh, the Bnei Anusim, or Muranos, of Spain, Portugal, and South America. And... Um, I've had the opportunity to visit uh, all these far-flung communities, and um, there are a lot of very special moments that stand out. Uh, in particular, uh, while visiting with the Bnei Manasha in Northeastern India, uh, going to some far-off uh, village, and uh, walking into a, a small synagogue uh, made out of uh, bamboo, and uh, standing there with uh, a group of, of Bnei Menashev, our lost brethren, and um, reciting the, uh, the Mincha, the afternoon prayer. And if you closed your eyes, um, you could imagine that you were standing in uh, Jerusalem or Bnei Brak. Uh, it was a very powerful feeling of Jewish solidarity and connectedness.
0: What is a career highlight you've had in Israel that truly made you proud of yourself?
1: I think what I'm most proud of is the fact that we've been blessed to bring more than 4,000 Bnei Menashe and Aliyah uh, to Israel from India over the years, as well as uh, thousands of other people from around the world who sought to reconnect with the Jewish people. And um, it gives me a great sense of uh, satisfaction when I see how they have integrated into Israeli society, how they serve in the army, how they raise beautiful Jewish children here, um, how they support themselves and their families and make a, um, an important contribution uh, to building this country. I, um, I see that and I, um, I become convinced even more that uh, groups such as the B'nai Menashe are uh, a blessing for all of us. They're a blessing for Israel and the Jewish people.
0: What's been the key to your success?
1: I think the key to success is um, having faith, faith in God, faith in oneself, and um, also a sense of appreciation that even with all the challenges and difficulties uh, that we face, um, our generation is blessed to live in the land of Israel under a sovereign Jewish government. And that is something that our ancestors could only have dreamt of. Um, There's a lot of work to be done, there are a lot of things that need to be improved, Um, but we can't sweat the small stuff. Uh, Each of us has a contribution to make, each of us has something to give back and to just make this country better.
0: Is there something interesting that I did not ask you?
1: I think that the uh, Chinese Jews and the Bnei Menashe that we've brought from India, as well as others, underline the fact that we are one nation with many faces, that uh, Jews come in all shapes, colors, and sizes. And we need to recognize, both as a people and as a country, that that diversity, uh, rather than being a weakness, it's actually one of our greatest strengths.
0: Okay. Well, Shavei Israel is spelled S-H-A-V-E-I. And if you're interested in his organization, you can see the website in the show notes or go to the webpage at shavei.org. All right. Well, that's it for today's news. Today is Thursday, July 23rd, 2020. We've got a low of 24 and a high of 31 degrees Celsius in Tel Aviv. That's 76 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 87 degrees in the central city. Thanks for getting caught up with me. I hope today's special report was meaningful for you. And don't forget, subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. I am everywhere. Please reach out and let me know who you are and where you're listening from. I want to write with you in mind when I do the news in the morning. I'll send you off into the end of this week with Trippy Code, an upbeat song collaboration from Nakul C featuring Erica Crawl. It's considered house electronic dance music. Have a fun, enjoyable weekend. Shabbat shalom. And hey, take it easy.